Um, so you need to read it. All right, uh, we welcome those who can get it this morning. I understand the internet is down, and so we're we're going through Verizon Wireless to to um, to put this on uh, to, so to put this on cell phones. And so uh, if if you can get it, we, we we're thankful for that. But if you if you can get it, we invite you to live streaming from uh, Landmark Baptist Church here in Lyons, Georgia. All right, uh, you have your Bibles, if you would, turn, me to, turn with me to 1 Timothy, the second chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing this morning. Uh, 1 Timothy, the second chapter. And what I'm going to be preaching on this morning is a very, very simple message. It's probably one of the simplest messages that any preacher can preach. And I'm a simple man, so i got to preach simple messages. And so uh, this is a very simple message this morning. This, me- this message is even simpler than I am. So, uh, so you, can, you can imagine how simple it is. But anyway, First uh, Timothy, First Timothy 2 and verse 3 uh, <clears throat> says, For this is, I'm sorry, verse 2 says, no, hold on. 1 Timothy 2 and verse 3 says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Gracious Heavenly Father, again we thank you for this day. Lord, as this message goes out today, we pray, Lord, that you'll use it. I, I get many calls over the week about people who tell me they listen. Talk to a young lady uh, just this past Thursday. And uh, she said, I listen to you all uh, uh, every Sunday. And so, uh, so we got a lot of people that listen. And so I just pray that everybody can get it today. And, Lord, I pray that you'll see fit to bless us and, and to take care of us. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> Paul says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Now, yes, uh, I am pulling a scripture out of context and preaching on it, but before I get done with this, the context of this will be, will be given to you. The very next verse says, Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? Now, some people take that and run with it. They take that and run with it that everybody can be saved. That all they got to do is just walk down a church aisle and take the preacher by the hand and say they're trusting the Lord as their Savior. Um, but I, I'm going to say this. No writer of the New Testament, and I'm, I'm giving you this just as a, this is not part of my message. No writer of the New Testament that does not believe in, in, in the total depravity, uh, uh, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and preservation and, and uh, perseverance of the saints. There's none of them that didn't believe that. Paul teaches on it, Peter teaches on it, John teaches on it, Matthew, Mark, Luke, all of them teaches on it, Jude, 
uh, all the way down, they teach, and they, they didn't believe this. And so for you to take this out of context, as I did this morning, and, and, and realize, you know, that uh, I'm just trying to skip the fact because of what the fourth verse says, I'm not doing it at all because Paul was a great advocate of, of, of the doctrines of grace. And so Paul's not going to write, not going to teach Timothy something that he doesn't, that, that he, he doesn't believe it. And, and he's going to teach Timothy what he believes. And Paul takes a lot of things, these writers of the Bible, and, and of course the Lord is the, uh, is the one that gave them the words. They, they take it as, as, as understanding that whoever they're talking to, they understand these things. That's exactly the way I'm doing this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching this this morning as, as if you understand what we're talking about when we, when we talk about uh, those people. Uh, the title of the message is, Who Needs to be Saved? And, uh, and according to the fourth verse, he says all men, all men need to be saved. It's all men that, uh, that need to come to Christ, but a lot don't. And, but you have to explain why a lot don't. You know, why, why, why do people die and go to hell? The reason they die and go to hell is because they were not chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. You know, I, 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 I saw on Facebook where somebody put down there, they go to hell because they rejected Christ. No, they don't go to hell because they rejected Christ. They never had an opportunity to reject Christ. They never had an opportunity to do that. God just did not open up their hearts and their minds to the understanding of what they were hearing as far as the Word of God is concerned. If God opens up your heart, now listen to this. This, this should bless every one of you. If God opens up your heart to the understanding of salvation, then you're saved. Let me say that one more time. If God opens up your heart to the understanding of salvation, then you're saved. And when I say that, uh, uh, no one will come to Christ that God doesn't open their heart up. No one will pray to Christ to be saved unless he opens their heart up. So you have to understand that. When Paul talks about who needs to be saved, he says who will have all men to be saved. That, you know, if all, it'd be wonderful. I tell you, it's a wonderful thing. Wouldn't this be a wonderful world if everybody was saved? This would be a wonderful world. We wouldn't be going through what we're going through today if all men were saved. I mean, you've got, you've got people out there running up and down the street saying, I'm a Christian. You, you, you've, got, you've got people out there rioting that said, I'm a Christian, but they just needed some money and they got paid to go out there and do what they did. The, the boy that, uh, the vigilante, I guess you would call him, that shot somebody last week, he claimed to be a Christian. He claimed he did that because he was a Christian. So, uh, so it would be wonderful if everybody was a Christian if everybody act like one. You know, that, that'd be wonderful, but they don't. The greatest need of all men is salvation. 
The greatest need is salvation. Without it, one will spend an eternity suffering in hell fire. Now, I want to emphasize that. If you die without Christ, without knowing Christ as your Savior, you're going to enter into hell for all eternity. If, if, that doesn't turn people, if that doesn't turn people's eyes up, and if that doesn't make people listen, then you have no spirituality at all. You have nothing. You have nothing. You know, they were talking on TV the other day. They, they asked a question of a doctor. They said, matter of fact, it was, uh, it was uh, uh, the black uh, brain surgeon. They asked him a question. They said, uh, 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 they said, um, what happens to people when they die? He, he's a brain surgeon. And he made this statement. He said, the spirit and the soul leaves this body and it goes to wherever it's, it's supposed to go. As a matter of fact, uh, when Judas, when the Lord, when Lord told Judas that he was going to go to his place. Now what is your place today? He's going to go to his place. Is your place heaven or is your place hell? See, that's something to think about. Because not all men die and go to heaven. Now, if you go to funerals, you'll, you'll be told that. You'll be told at a funeral that all men are saved. There is nobody, uh, I won't say who I was talking to, but I was talking to somebody pretty close to that. And, and they said that they'd never heard, they'd been in the business of listening to preachers preach funerals for many years. And they said, we've never heard a preacher ever get up there and say that this person wasn't saved. Now, they've been, they've been in a business for years. I've, I've been to a lot of funerals. I've preached a lot of funerals. And, and, and I have uh, uh, been to a lot of funerals. I've never heard. I'm, I'm talking about, I've been a lot, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going on my 54th year of pastoring. And I've, I've had a lot of funerals, and I've been to a lot of funerals. And I've never heard anybody ever say except one person. I heard one person, and he happened to be a Methodist preacher from Glenwood. He and I held a funeral there in, uh, in the Methodist church there in Glenwood. They asked me to speak at the funeral, and I did. And he got up, and I'm not going to tell you who it was, but he got up. I said, I said the words I was going to say, read the scriptures and prayed. And he got up, and he asked that congregation that was there, that the church was about full of people. He asked that congregation there, he said, does anybody know this man? I was sitting back here, and I was about to, I was about to put my head down. He said, does anybody know this man? Now, I'm telling you the truth, folks. He said, does anybody know this man? 
He said, I've been asked to preach his funeral, but he said, I don't know him. He said, I, I've been pastor here for about seven or eight years, and I've never seen him. So they tell me he is a member of this church. And he said, I've never seen him. And after, after the funeral was over with, when the cemetery service was over with, I went to him, and I said, I've never heard that before in my life. And he looked at me, and he said, where are you from? I said, I'm from Kentucky. He said, I am too. And he said, I don't care if we're Methodist, Baptist, or what we are, we tell it like it is. And he said, that's exactly what I was doing. I thought maybe he'd probably never preach another funeral in that church, but he, he, he wasn't there long after all that happened. The greatest need of all men is salvation. Without it, one will spend an eternity suffering in hell fire. What must I do to be saved is a cry of a spirit-convicted soul. What must I do to be saved is a cry of a spirit-convicted soul. No one will ask what must I do. No one will even inquire of salvation unless the spirit convicts that soul. Now, you may not like what I'm saying, but I'm telling you, folks, I'm telling you the truth. Coming to salvation is a knowledge of the truth of the Word. Come to salvation. When you come to salvation, you're telling everybody, I understand what salvation is. I'm not just walking a church aisle. I'm not just taking a preacher by the hand. I'm not just going to try to get into baptismal waters. I know what salvation means. And I know what it is. It was Jesus who said, If any man, if any man, now that takes in the all men he's talking about, if any man will do his will, he shall know his doctrine. In John 7, verse 17, he said, If any man will do his will, he shall know his doctrine. What is the will of God then? What is the will of God? And Jesus went on to say in another place, and listen to this, he says, Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, that does away with what people say. Not every man that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, talking about the judgment, say, Lord, Lord, have we not done? Have we not prophesied in thy name? That takes in preachers. Or have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? That takes in the, the healers. And in thy name doeth many wonderful works? That takes in everybody. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. I never knew you. He didn't say, I don't know you. He said, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I heard Brother Kendall make a statement 
Brother Kendall said there comes a time when uh, when some people make a statement of faith, they're just sinning. Now, he was right. He was right about that statement he made. I think some people didn't like it, but he was right about that statement he made. Some people commit sin by saying they're saved when they're not. That's a hypocrite. We conclude that the will of God is that everyone he knew from the foundation of the world will come to him for salvation. It was Jesus who said, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. All of them will. All of them will come to me. You'll say, Well, I've never come to him for salvation, or I've never gone to him for salvation. But if you're one of God's elect children, you will eventually come. Because you'll, you'll become that one lost sheep that he goes after. He said the 99 didn't need any saving. But he said that one lost sheep need to be saved. It was Jesus who, I, I said, said this, it was Jehovah God who said, Jehovah God, now this is Old Testament. Whenever you hear me say Jehovah God, I'm referring to the Old Testament. It was Jehovah God who said, I know the thoughts I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. He says, I know. He says, he says I know when I hear you what to expect. And you should know what to expect when I hear you. Let me, let me tell you, folks, if you're saved today, God has given you an expected end. And that end is faith and heaven. God has given you an expected end if you're saved today. What is your expected end? Your expected end is an eternity with the Father forever and ever. What is your expected end is to have faith, to face the life that God leaves us here. God gives us that faith. He gives us a faith to be what we should be. I've heard people say, well, I lost my faith. No, you don't lose it once God gives it to you. God doesn't take it away. He doesn't take it back. He promises that if I give you faith, then you're going to use that faith in your life. As you live. If you're not saved, you also have an, ha, ha, have an expected end. Now let me say this again. Listen to me. If you're not saved, you also have an expected end. For your end is eternal damnation with Satan and all the angels and all those who, who have served him all their life. Now God wrote a book. God wrote a book before the foundation of the world. And it says, John wrote, God, I'm sorry, let me get this. God wrote a book before the foundation of the world called the Lamb's Book of Life. Now listen to me. A lot of people maybe never listen to this. Your name is already written down, has been written down since the foundation of the world. In that book. 
How many people stand up and sing, a new name, a new name is now gone in the book? There's nothing to that, folks. You've got to understand that. There's nothing to that. I see, I see Baptist people putting a like on some things that they shouldn't put a like on. Because let, let me tell you, folks, your name was written down before the foundation of the world. God has that book. He's not going to give that book out to anybody else. He didn't give that book to his son. His son already knew who he was coming to die for because of that book that God had. In that book are all the names of all those who will be called to salvation. John wrote, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. You'll say, there's no way. People told me before, they say, there's no way that I'll take the mark of the beast. You will if you're not saved. You sure will. Turn with me to Revelation, the 20th chapter, if you would. I'm going to read something here. I'm going to be finished here in just a few minutes. I told you this was a simple message. Revelation, the 20th chapter. I'm going to begin reading in the 10th verse. Listen to this now. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was not found, no, that there, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. The books were open. The Bible, books. The books were open. The book of life, one of the books. All the books are open. All the books are laying. I like to say it like this. I'm just ad, ad living. All the books are up here on this table laid out. And as people come before Christ at the great white throne of judgment, I, I promise you there are going to be people that's going to stand there at that great white throne of judgment that's going to argue with God. They're going to argue with Christ. They're going to say, oh, the preacher said my name was written down. They start going through it. Look, look, look. Somebody told me one time, said, people won't have time to do all that. that God doesn't care. That's it. You're, you're in eternity. Eternity has no begin, has no end. God, God, Jesus can judge men from now until what we would call 10,000 years. And not be behind. He's going to judge every one of them. He's going to judge every lost soul. And look at here what happens. And he says another book was opened. Which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those books. Which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. 
And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now you think God doesn't teach you something when he saved you? He taught me that my name was written in the Lamb's book of life. He taught me, and I, and I have gone on that very teaching for now 50, going on 54 years. I've gone with that teaching. What God taught me when I was saved, you, you, don't, you don't need to, you know, I'm, 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 I'm saying you're going to want to learn if you're saved, but you don't need to learn anything else. When, when you learn the, the basic truths of the gospel and you learn what the gospel is, you can't go back and take a scripture out of context and use it to try to justify your salvation. I've had that happen so many times over the years. God knows his elect, who they are, and he knows that he is going to call them to salvation and set them upon a solid rock, establish their goings and their comings, and some sweet day that every one of them will be taken with him. Some sweet day. Every one of them is going to be taken to him. Now, folks, you can't make it any simpler than that. This thing's going out. You can't make it any simpler than that. All right, let's all stand, if you would. We're going to sing a verse of song, and I'm going to let you go today. Thank you.